This week on Inside Motorsport, Lachlan Mansell joins us to look at the Australian Motor Racing Series and what's been going on in Formula One since we last had a chance to speak to him. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, welcome back to Inside Motorsport, Lockie. It's round three of the Australian Motor Racing Series and certainly after Canada in the Formula One, we've seen an interesting array of motor racing across the world. And if you go one weekend away, we'll get to Le Mans and Hidden Valley for the V8s. It's a great time of the year, isn't it? All different types of motorsport from strong domestic, national and uh, club-level motorsport here in Australia to some of the marquee international events. We had the Monaco Grand Prix in the Indy 500 not long ago, and like you say, we've got the Le Mans 24 hour this weekend, which thoroughly looking forward to that. But the Canadian Grand Prix on the weekend, a win for Sebastian Vettel, which was very much needed because he was losing some momentum in the championship to Lewis Hamilton before that, but uh, the Ferrari looks very competitive in Canada and Vettel basically dominated the race to snatch back the championship lead. And in a statistic which means nothing but has proved to be ominous previously, when a Ferrari has won at the circuit Gilles Villeneuve, they've gone on to win not only the Constructors' Championship, the Drivers' Championship since 2000. It's a very good omen for Sebastian Vettel if you look at it that way, but he's going to have to work for it and... Definitely, you have to say this season, based on the results that we've seen, that it's a lot closer between the top three teams than it was previously. You look at previous seasons, and it's only been one or two teams that have had victories up until up to this stage of the year, whereas this year, you've got the top three teams have all had at least two race victories apiece. So, depending on the strengths and weaknesses of the different cars, and the fact that some car and driver combinations seem better suited to some tracks than others, it is shaping up for an intriguing title fight this year, which is exactly what Formula One needed. Mm. Yes, for many a period, we've seen Mercedes having a dominant position. Before that, we had, of course, the Red Bull era and the Ferrari era with Schumacher on board. But... Now, all three makes on their day, and it even seems to be tyre-dependent too, uh, where and certainly Mercedes didn't seem in the last couple of races to have uh, any sort of um, advantage over the competition. In fact, it was a disadvantage when they went on to, I think it was the super soft tyres in the last two races. So that bodes well where uh, we see the cars having differences enough to make them vulnerable or more successful, as the case may be. Well, the new softest compound tyre this year, which is the Hypersoft, it does seem that Mercedes have struggled to make that tyre work in the last two events where we've seen that tyre used. So I think you're onto something there, Craig. I think the way that the cars use their tyres has been one of the key factors. Moving away, as we uh, just remember, that the World Championship goes back to France in the next race on the Formula One calendar, and that will be a welcome return, considering the Federation International Automobile is based out of France. And great to have Formula One back in France. Only one French driver on the grid. No, there's two, actually. I, I did tell a lie there. You've got Ronald Grosjean, 
and Pierre Gasly. Gasly's doing some pretty impressive things in the Toro Rosso. Grosjean, on the other hand, has had a less than satisfactory season in the half and desperately needs to turn his fortunes around because with some of the incidents that he's been involved in, combined with the fact that he's been comprehensively outscored by his teammate Kevin Magnussen so far this year, Formula One future is on ground that's less than stable at the moment. And a lot of speculation about how the second seat at Ferrari might play out. But one thing we do know is that Sebastian Vettel doesn't mind having a teammate who scores podiums but doesn't outshine him. And it was interesting but also quite predictable that Sebastian Vettel came out and said that he's quite happy having Kimi Raikkonen as his teammate in the second car, and that's totally understandable given that more often than not Vettel has beaten Raikkonen, but um, Raikkonen is still able to score enough points in that second car to keep Ferrari in the hunt in the Constructors' Championship. So I think Vettel prefers it that way than perhaps having a teammate who would give him a tougher run, which if you remember the single season that Vettel had with Daniel Ricciardo, which was the Red Bull team in 2014. He was comprehensively thrashed by Ricciardo. Mm. Now, turning to matters local, last weekend you were enjoying the racing at Morgan Park in Queensland for the third round of the Australian Motor Racing Series. It's round number three of the new national series, which is being managed by the Benalla Auto Club organisation and sanctioned by the AASA. And so far, we've had three rounds. Started at Winton, we had round two at Malala over in South Australia. And Morgan Park in Queensland for round number three, we had the Legend Cars Australia National Series on the program. Also, the Australian Formula 3 Premier Series, the GT1 Australia Series, which is a category GT cars up to 2014 homologation and invited production sports cars. And then also some... Local Queensland categories join the program as well. The Queensland Production Sports Cars, Queensland Classic Sports Demands, and Queensland Formula V. And it has to be said that the AMRS is going from strength to strength. All of the competitors who participate, all of the categories that have attended the event so far, are loving the friendly atmosphere, the fact that it's a consistent lineup of officials travelling from event to event. So it's always a very consistent experience they get at the events. Live streaming, of course, on Blenline TV for all of the rounds as well. Great affordability too. So um, overall, it's good, and I think it's looking like it's going to be bigger and better next year. So a bit of a wrap-up of results from the weekend. So we saw that James Burgess' incredible winning streak in the Legend Car Series finally came to an end on Sunday when Canberra racer Zane Morse got up and scored a race win. Uh, ben Jagger got a couple of race wins in the legend cars as well. Harry Jones, the Sunshine Coast driver, took his first round win in the Australian Formula 3 series just ahead of Cameron Shields. They're the two main title combatants in that series. Jake Camilleri extended his lead in the GT1 series by taking the overall round victory with pole position and two race wins. The Mazda RX-8 Cup series, which is a new one-make series that's part of the AMRS calendar as well, um, and for a brand-new series, the car counts have been increasing. Started off with 12 cars at Winton and then had 14 cars at Morgan Park. And according to the series organiser, Rich Shaw, more cars under construction as well. So we could have as many as 20 cars on the grid in that series by the end of the year. So 
Car counts, overall, pretty healthy, you would have to say, across all of the categories. And round four, heads off to? Wakefield Park on the 17th to the 19th of August. A bit of a break for competitors there. A bit of time, I think, to recover because it was a busy weekend at Morgan Park and in the RX8 Cup Series in particular. Plenty of action in the races because there was a bit of rain for the final race of the weekend, so a bit of a chance for everybody to regroup and get ready to attack for the next round of Wakefield. And Lachlan moving to supercars and they head up to Hidden Valley for the 20th time in the history of the championship. This year no real clear favourite. There are so many cars out there that could take the chocolates. Although, based on form in the last couple of events, particularly in qualifying, I think Scott McLaughlin is very much the main title protagonist this year. Desperate, of course, to make up for the disappointment of losing the championship in such close circumstances at the end of last year. But even he's not infallible because we saw at Winton that he had pole position in both races but didn't convert either of them into race victories due to a couple of circumstances not quite working in his favour. So he'll be determined to keep qualifying on pole but also pick up a couple of race wins in Darwin, that's for sure. Well, Lachlan, always a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport. Always a pleasure to be on the show, Craig. Thanks for having me. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.